Hey there. This podcast is titled Stop Aging Now. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for those of you who want to get to the next level. We're going to be teaching you about the seven secrets of health. This is an incredible podcast that can transform your life, your relationships, your energy, that you can invest in your career to take your opportunities to the highest level possible. Stay tuned to the very end, an amazing offer by visiting stopagingnow.7pillarscoaching.com. Stay tuned. You're going to hear amazing guests and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, take you to the very next level. Your mindset, your sleep, your ability to improve your diet, your exercise, what hormones, how to balance them, all of this and more. Let's listen in. Yeah, I want to take this this turkey on. Every time they can get it, they are the most they are the most vital people I've ever met. They are super healthy. They don't have chronic disease. So that's just an anthropologic example. But for you to say that hunter-gatherers don't have the same lifespan as us is wrong, or that plant-based I'm populations. Not, I'm not using the term hunter-gatherers. I use the term Eskimos. And, and Maasai, which are hunter-gatherers. Who are high, who eat a lot of meat. I'm saying yeah. high meat-consuming populations. Right. I just went there to- are hunter-gatherers that may eat a lot of plant food too with their meat, right? We're talking about as the people that exclude meat, they get it and they don't have enough exposure to plant food, then they get into trouble. See, that's false. I, that you, I don't believe you can corroborate that statement. I want to let you finish your thought. I want to let you finish your thought and then I'm going to finish my thought. Look how skinny and scrawny this Paul Saldino is. Joel Furman's uh, doing a good job uh, defending uh, the plant base. Uh, by the way, I lifted weights with uh, Joel Furman. Who do you think? was able to lift the most in pull-downs. He was bragging how good he is at pull-down weights. I love Joel Furman. He's an amazing guy. And his in his own gym, I did pull-downs that blew him away. I love these guys. They have no idea. I'm a monster. No way can they come close. Time And you don't see the effects of what the advice is for decades later. Cancer, what we do now causes cancer 20, 30 years down the road. If you don't look at what happens down the road with nutritional interventions, then you're not looking at the, then you, you're not finding, you, then you can, you're not getting the right information out of the studies. You have to look at long-term with nutrition. Joel, human evolution is the best long-term nutritional study. Human evolution, your evolution, my evolution, that is the best long-term study that's ever been done. And that is called anthropology. And what we find is that there are many cultures like the Hadza. That is why I went to Tanzania. Yeah, this guy, Paul Sodino, is full of shit. You got me, Paul? Let's debate. Come down to my neck of the woods. Come down to my Newport Beach. We'll pull up the weights. We'll work out. We'll look at your blood under the microscope. We'll show your blood's loaded with microbes and fat and cholesterol and triglycerides. We'll do a carotid scan. I'll show you how plaques in your arteries. We'll show the world that you're a liar. Your carnivore diet code is a lie. You're killing people. Do you hear me? You're killing people. And I'll show you at age 66, I can outperform you any day of the week, you and Sean Baker, on the same day. Let's get it down, guys. Put the challenge out. Come on. Let's let's do it. I'm, I'm after you guys. I'm not going to let you off the hook until you show up. And you, you fat... F- oh, Tuber, I didn't say that, did tubers I? tubers and, like, 
Um, What's this guy, Stephen Grundy? Are actually a major source of fiber that sustained humans at around 100,000 years ago. Uh, and, you know, we had this, you know, the second great exodus out of, out of Africa probably 60,000 years ago. And it was always along oceanfront rivers. That's where all humans dispersed. It wasn't across plains uh, hunting animals. Are we really good at killing animals? Don't get me wrong. We're really good at killing animals and eating animals. So you and I would agree with Okay, so th they get on and on. I'm going to evaluate this talk because I haven't watched it yet. I've only seen a few clips. But Scott Grundy was explaining to Paul Saldino uh, that that humans need plant-based foods. Here, he's not he's he's saying that that uh, the carnivore diet's wrong. That you can't eat only animal product. You need plant-based foods, which I agree with Scott uh, Stephen uh, Gundry on this. Here, watch this again. There aren't any. There aren't any. Eating meat doesn't make a big brain. It does in humans. <laughs> like no, humans. Humans why? are a big brain carnivore. Yeah, but that's not from eating meat. How do you how can you say that? It turns out the only large brained animals per body mass are animals that are aquatic and human. And they get omega-3 fats to build their brain from a totally different source. And if you haven't read it already, please read all of Elaine Morgan's books on how we're an aquatic ape. And Where do we get the omega? Okay, so we're an aquatic ape and we get our omegas from algae. Okay, that's what uh, uh, Gundry, Stephen Gundry is going on to say. So I would agree with that point. Let's hear. Uh, and he and of course, uh, Paul Saldino is touting that only animal food is why we got a big brain. And he's wrong. Scott Gundry, I would agree. It comes it comes from uh, algae. I get three fats if we're not getting them from animals. Right. So we can you can you can say we oh, get we were, them from shellfish. We were that's that's current. That's me. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're not hunting big game on the on the African belt. What are we you talking about? That's exactly what we were doing. We that the Hadza are the Hadza are inland. This is the the Rift yeah. Valley in Africa is inland. It is not a coastal place. That is where the first. Wait a minute. The Rift Valley was actually where large lakes and rivers were at the time that these animals were going. Exactly. And the whole aquatic yeah. So not we that much were shellfish an aquatic there. gatherer. Oh, there's tons. And also, there's the Nile catfish. The Nile catfish is actually the most intense omega-3 fat-containing fish there is. And the cool thing about the Nile catfish is it can live in mud during the dry season. So we had, and you'll notice that all of the... Now, now notice I showed you my omega levels. And it's interesting that uh, I don't eat fish maybe once or twice in a year. Uh, I mean, literally, I, I don't, I definitely don't use fish oil and I, I get my omegas from uh, marine algae and that's where the fish gets it from, the omegas. So you, you can get ideal optimum levels from consuming omegas. Uh, it's interesting that, you know, the plant paradox guy, I, I, if you want me to go into more detail on this, I know it's getting late and, uh, I want to thank you all for hanging in here with me, but please reach out to Scott Gundry 
and Paul Saldino and Sean Baker and get them on my show, and I'm going to rip them a new A-hole. You heard me. The challenge is on. I'm coming after you guys. You're misleading the public, and I'm going to take you down. And by the way, you need to hear this denial of uh, cholesterol here. I, I, I want you to hear this final uh, comment of how they mislead people about how cholesterol is safe. Here we go. The effects of diet on heart disease risk are seen across different ethnicities and across different cultures. As you have seen, Lauren Cordain wants us to have low cholesterol, much to his credit. That humans should have much lower cholesterol than is typical now is becoming a mainstream view. Hunter-gatherer populations with parasite burdens and vegetarians without parasite burdens both serve as the models here. I'll pass on the parasites in favor of option B. Lower is better because blood cholesterol has been shown to directly relate to rates of death from heart disease even at the low end of the scale. Cholesterol confusionists routinely start their chicanery by pretending to educate us about the important roles cholesterol plays in the body. As if this would be news to the global community of medical researchers and scholars. Of course cholesterol has critically important functions in the body. The question is, is it healthy to have chronically elevated concentrations of it? Is high cholesterol unhealthy? Let's look at other factors beside diet and genetic defects that can raise your cholesterol. Being overweight can raise your LDL or bad cholesterol. Old age is associated with higher cholesterol. Chronic inflammatory disease can raise your cholesterol. Acute mental stress can raise your cholesterol, and this is well established. This is one of the ways work-related stress makes you vulnerable to heart disease. The threat of unemployment is stressful too, so it can raise cholesterol as well. Okay, so there's a number of things that can raise cholesterol. The threat of unemployment, stress, uh, certainly uh, he mentioned about microbes and how the Maasai tribe actually drank sour milk, and it's been shown that uh, it tends to lower cholesterol artificially, but it still puts it into the arteries and clogs them up because upon autopsy, they have massive plaques in their arteries, and none of the carnivore guys will tell you that. They ignore Dr. Mann's follow-up study, and uh, Paul Saldino always smiles and grins and says, well, you're not showing the studies. Well, you're hiding studies, Paul Saldino. I'm calling you out. You don't know about the second follow-up study that Nathan Pritikin knew about more than uh, 40 years ago, and you don't even know about the study. It's in published literature. Here, and let's look at uh, about bodybuilders here. This is really important. Steroid use will raise cholesterol in bodybuilders. This is a great example of how the appearance of health and actual health are not necessarily the same thing. Okay, so he mentions that bodybuilders uh, will have higher cholesterol. My training partner, tragically, Brian Sutton, I always told him, be careful, you're eating all that meat, all that cholesterol foods. And sure enough, he's big, muscular, strong. I have a picture of him in my book, uh, uh, Grow Young and Slim. And then uh, tragically, a few years ago, he died of a massive heart attack. And that's just like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend, Franco Colombo. He died of a massive heart attack swimming in the ocean. Even though his heart was perfectly healthy and strong, he had clogged arteries. Here, take a look. Alzheimer's. This comes clogged arteries to the brain. You want to have dementia? Keep eating a carnivore keto diet. Higher cholesterol is also associated with Alzheimer's disease. The same goes for sleep apnea. And of course... 
High blood cholesterol is also associated with metabolic syndrome, the consumption of an unhealthy diet, and cardiovascular disease. Did you hear that? Sleep apnea, sleep disturbances uh, associated with high cholesterol, uh, metabolic syndrome that uh, increases the risk of diabetes and premature death. Here, let's continue. This is all guilt by association, of course, but it's enough to convince me that lower is indeed better. On the other hand, exercise and weight loss lower your cholesterol. Many plant foods lower your cholesterol as well. There have been many studies showing this, which raises a question for the confusionists. If it's healthy to have high blood cholesterol, and if plant foods like almonds and blueberries lower your cholesterol, does that make almonds and blueberries damaging to your health? Cholesterol research has a fascinating history. I recommend reading the articles in this series by Daniel Steinberg, author of The Cholesterol Wars. I'll refer to this valuable material repeatedly. In their lecture at the awarding of their Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1985, Brown and Goldstein gave us perhaps the most often repeated quote about cholesterol. Cholesterol is the most highly decorated small molecule in biology. Among the 13 Nobel Prizes it helped scientists earn, one never went to this man. This is Nikolai Anichkov. Almost 100 years ago, as a young experimental pathologist at the Military Medical Academy in St. Petersburg, Russia, he demonstrated that atherosclerosis could be induced in rabbits simply by feeding them cholesterol. Through his research, Anichkov was the first to describe in detail the progression of heart disease and its connection to dietary cholesterol. This has made Anichkov a controversial figure for some, who question the validity of lessons learned from experiments on rabbits. This theme is recurrent among those who sow confusion over cholesterol. Okay, so understand that rabbits are pure vegetarians, and when you feed them any amount of cholesterol, their arteries clog up very quickly and they die of heart attacks and strokes. However, uh, humans are omnivores. We can eat a little bit of meat, but when we pervert it and eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, ham for breakfast with the eggs, and uh, luncheon meats and hamburgers for, for lunch and dinner, steak. I mean, you guys are crazy. Carnivores, That you can clog the arteries even of a dog if you feed them a lot of eggs and meat. Believe it or not, you can. And that's been done in studies. No animal model is ever good enough for them. Do they not understand that animals that are especially vulnerable to diet-related diseases have been valuable in research precisely because they are so vulnerable? Atherosclerosis had been described long before Anichkov's work. Rudolf Virchow described its structure, observing that it was not a deposit on the interior surface of the artery or endothelium. In 1854, he recognized it was the product of an inflammatory process. Cholesterol confusionists usually base their arguments on the idea that inflammation, not cholesterol in the blood or diet, causes heart disease. This is an either-or fallacy. Inflammation was seen as important before diet was. The presence of inflammation is not a matter of controversy today. Okay, so what we're talking about is plant positive. This guy is amazing, and he rips through all the carnivore arguments, and they call him cholesterol denialism, cholesterol confusionism. They are liars, and they know how to distort the truth, this uh, uh, cordon guy and the, you know we're if you want I'll go through a whole series and we'll, we'll literally break down step by step of all the lies 
And I, 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 hey, I'll camp out with Sordino and we'll go item by item. Let him answer to every one of these medical journal references. Let him eat his his crap, the poop coming out of animals. Let him eat that crap and stuff it up his up, up his throat. Yeah, it sounds gross. Well, that's what it is. You're eating brains of animals. You're going to have high cholesterol. Brains are the highest cholesterol food known on the planet. Oh, it's healthy to eat brains? What are you, a, a cannibal? What did you watch the movie Saw? Uh, my son's uncle was in the movie Saw. Is that what you want to do? You want to get people to be... Look, you can't even sustain an animal-based diet. There's more cows in Argentina than, than there are humans. The excrement, the high estrogen that goes into the water table, the excretion, the, the, the hothouse effect from all the farts from animals. There's so many reasons that animals will never be the way to go. And then what you do is you show uh, statin drugs and, and you discredit the whole cholesterol story. Here, listen to this next part. A yellowish, fatty substance was recognized as the major constituent in these plaques by Adolf Windhaus in 1910. This substance is cholesterol. In this context, we can see how Anich Kauf in 1913 guessed correctly that dietary cholesterol could produce this disease. The connection of diet to heart disease should not be such a hard sell. Carnivores do not develop atherosclerosis when they eat their natural flesh diets, but feed an herbivore a carnivore's diet and it will develop atherosclerosis. The connection... Okay, did you, did you hear what he said? Feed a carnivore or carnivore diet. You know, they have sharp teeth and claws. They're not going to develop atherosclerosis in most cases, although one of our viewers mentioned you can induce um, uh, cardiovascular disease uh, by feeding them excess cholesterol and saturated fatty acids. Uh, and, and I believe that to be true because you can induce a, a, a heart attack even in a dog if you overfeed them, say, eggs and cholesterol. Uh, but here, let, let's, let's finish out this last segment with uh, plantpositive.com. The connection of diet to atherosclerosis has been demonstrated in a long list of animal models. Surprising to me, however, was that a fatty, cholesterol-rich diet has even been shown to induce atherosclerosis in a domestic cat, which is an obligate carnivore. Okay, that was the st statement. That's the actual study. A carnivore, a cat, they were able to induce a heart attack uh, by giving them excess cholesterol. Even a carnivore you can kill. Although virtually the entire medical world accepts and understands the role of saturated fat and cholesterol in the etiology or causation of heart disease, it was not always this way. Opposing theories were preferred through the 1970s. The pivotal role of blood cholesterol in the development of heart disease an idea known as the lipid hypothesis, was not widely accepted in the United States until the 1980s. The controversy over the lipid hypothesis did not abate in the UK until the 1990s. The old cholesterol deniers are mostly long dead. In retrospect, the cholesterol deniers are long dead. The resistance to the lipid hypothesis is culturally understandable. People love their fatty foods. Those who vilify the government's role in educating the public about the dangers of cholesterol don't seem to appreciate that government agencies have changed their policies in response to developments in science. Don't we want our institutions to react to new information? This old government educational publication gave milk, eggs, meat and cheese, and even butter their own separate food groups. When we see that it was believed that two tablespoons of butter per day promoted health, we can understand why some people have a long way to go to accept the dangers of such foods.
Okay, so they even gave uh, four food groups uh, to individual animal products so they would promote after the World War to get people to eat more animal product because that's big meat and dairy industry marketing. Animal models were just part of the rationale for the lipid hypothesis. It has been observed directly in humans as well. In 1916, Cornelius de Longen demonstrated the effect of diet on blood cholesterol in humans. He had noticed that the mostly vegetarian natives of Indonesia did not seem to suffer from heart disease. He conducted his own diet experiment, feeding five natives a high-fat, high-meat diet. This produced a dramatic elevation in blood cholesterol. Since then, at least 395 studies conducted in metabolic wards with carefully controlled experimental diets have collectively made the case for the effects of saturated fat and dietary cholesterol on blood cholesterol levels. Okay, so... 395 studies have demonstrated the direct correlation to the consumption of animal-based foods to elevated LDL cholesterol and cardiovascular plaques. This is not uh, an observation that could be ignored, and they were able to demonstrate it o over uh, several decades. This is, this is proof. Just as importantly, the lipid hypothesis has been demonstrated in epidemiological studies. The most famous epidemiologist for the diet hard idea has been Ansel Keys, and I'll talk about him next. In the meantime, I suggest you pause the video and read this excellent short description of the role of cholesterol in promoting heart disease if you don't know much about it. It touches on the difference between LDL or bad cholesterol and HDL or good cholesterol. Listen to uh, the program, check out the website from the doctors.com, from the doctors.com. And uh, you'll find out about some amazing products. We do have a product, uh, Heart Insulin Shield, that has bourbon, bergamot, lycopene. These herbs have been shown individually to help selectively to reduce LDL cholesterol and support healthy HDL cholesterols and uh, overall reduction in triglycerides. Check it out, guys. Uh, and also the nitric oxide, grow muscle, burn fat. You want to improve those nitric oxide levels you can only get from plant foods mixed in with some herbs and supplements and some organic uh, plant organic beets it, it's going to be a great program for you check out we have open enrollment in our coaching a free seven-day program check it out and apply for the coaching at at from the doctors.com from f-r-o-m the t-h-e doctors d-o-c-t-o-r-s.com thanks everyone bye-bye This is Dr. Nick Delgado, author of 15 books, including my newest book release, Stop Aging Now. SevenPillarsCoaching.com. I have an irresistible offer that's beyond belief that will take your health, your relationships, your ability to perform as an entrepreneur in your work. This offer, just simply go to the Stop Aging Now. Seven, the number seven, pillarscoaching.com, and you will see a free offer. It's a $1,200 value for absolutely free to get my downloads of my four best selling books Acne Be Gone for Good, The Skin Condition Acne by Dr. Sonia Batterisi and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, Blood Doesn't Lie, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and the newest release. Stop aging now, the seven secrets to look and feel great. That's right. It's a $1,200 offer and you get it for 30 days free. 
Just simply enter your information, we'll send you the information to download, and you get to review my books, you get to get my online courses, all of them. You get to get a Wednesday mentorship with my top VIP group that is held every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. Yours truly, along with guests that I've invited, germane to the subjects of how do you improve the quality of your sleep, how do you set your mindset to accomplish your goals, how to dramatically improve your fitness profile using my revolutionary 12-minute workout combined with flow training and stretch type yoga movements and the incredible detoxification program, the nutritional Nutrify program, the right foods to select in conjunction with the specific herbs and how to basically accomplish your goals, rejuvenate your body, the latest on hormones, peptides, all of it is in this course. And in 30 days, you'll be able to get the results that you never ever thought was possible. I guarantee these results and I'm backing it up with a free offer. Should you decide to continue, the continued program is very minimal, no more than a couple cups of coffee. And you're not gonna need coffee after you go through this program. Who's this for? Entrepreneurs, burned out housewives, individuals who wanna be peak performers in the bedroom, in the boardroom, and in general, take your relationships, your health, and your energy, and your career to a whole new level. Looking forward to helping you.